Storymakers. This is Angie Powers. And this is Elizabeth Stark. And this is Storymakers. This week, we get to sit down and talk motivation, parenting, and filmic arts with Florencia Manoville of Mina Films. Florencia has written and directed a number of projects, including feature film, uh, episodic episodes, and short films. Today, she walks us through character development, writing process, and more. Her web series, Dyke Central, has played at film festivals, and you can get access to it at Cinevolt.com. Look for that link in the show notes, as well as a link to Mina Film's donation button. Because, guys, this is binge-watchable fun, so go get it. We did run into a couple of technical problems on this episode. Sound cuts out here and there. And while we did try to smooth things out a bit in the edit, you may notice a couple of dropouts. And I will be at the San Francisco Writers' Conference on the Valentine's Day weekend. So if you're there, please come say hi to me. And with that, enjoy the show. We have just binge watched season two. Season one. <laughs> season one. Oh. Oh. That's awesome. all it was. Yeah. <laughs> It's, there's only there's one season. season two. I'm yeah. like, I want to go binge watch season two right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. yeah I know. I was like, wow. <laughs> I hate that feeling. <laughs> the part where you have to wait like another year. How how yeah. how is season two looking? <laughs> is, is there going to be a season two? Well, um, I don't know. Um, because I think it just wasn't really it got to a place where it wasn't really sustainable. So I'm taking a little break, um, focusing on other projects. Um, and then, you know, I still need to like recoup some of the, I mean, a lot of the, <laughs> most of the cost. So, um, so that, and then I think that if there ever was like a funding opportunity to do a season two, I'd have to really check in um, with the cast members and see, who is able because it it just took such a long time to do that a lot of people you know had like shifting priorities particularly right. the ones that aren't like professional actors so yeah, yeah but now we did notice that you had an amazing young actor in an episode <laughs> child um, actor where Jim oh. big nanny and that that child was phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> so cute so cute <laughs> the child was upset that um she only had two scenes oh yeah. really yeah, yeah yeah was really upset that um the show was based on other characters okay she's ready for a season two with the younger generation yeah yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah. My God. yeah. so um well, that's, no, I mean, we're now we're talking about a lot of stuff that no one's going to actually have any idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so just to say that um, Cayenne, the beautiful daughter of Florencia, is in one of the episodes and just fantastic and fun. Uh, and actually, Leo has, our, our son, Leo, has, his, he likes to be behind the camera. So I've done some short work that he's done uh, Slate for. And nice. He takes very seriously and he's very quiet and he's very focused and um so whereas charlie could really give a heck of a heck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well that's fun i was wondering because i was as i was looking through this it looks like at one point you did some collaborative writing and mm -hmm. so did just, you have a writer's room what was the how was the whole vision of the season mm-hmm that wasn't what I was wondering, but <laughs> uh-huh. Elizabeth's wondering. So we'll start there. <laughs> okay. 
Um, well, honestly, um, I have to say it was the collaborative aspect of writing was difficult because um, it was I was the head writer, I was the lead writer, so I feel like I had a lot um, of thoughts in my mind and like I had the continuity of the characters and I was kind of the one really developing the characters and um, as much as I was trying to maintain documents to um, to be able to use that to communicate with the other writers, um, the other writers just sort of like, well, well, the, the first co-writer was someone who didn't have any screenwriting experience. So that was like, had its own like set of challenges because it's like I was like sort of coaching and teaching at the same time as like trying to like come to the table from a place uh you know a place of like mutual sort of like respect and openness mm -hmm. um and then you know that was like not really working because we weren't showing we weren't coming with the same set of like skills and um and we were trying to move through like at a certain rhythm so i ended up basically like doing realizing that i was doing like way more of the writing because i was also like editing the other person's writing so so that was complicated but um honestly the reason why there were there were other writers was i had the like lack of confidence about like creating the like the the episodic like working within the episodic structure um so then this then the other like co-writer um that i brought in um i really liked her writing in other places but then it became like difficult still to sort of like for her to be able to like ca like carry like the the tone and the intention that you know, Dyke Central already had because we were already, you know, in like episode four or something. Um, and that was actually like also really challenging to say, to realize, oh, I really like and respect this person's like writing fit. Um, and again, I would have to like, I was doing a lot of like revisions just to feel, just to like calibrate. And then I realized it would be a lot easier to just write. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe for some people, like, I think it would work um under a different like um just a different scenario where where it's not like like trying to get someone to like understand your own very very set and like developed vision you know but just kind of like sort of coming coming together with someone who is at the same like skill level even though they have like different strengths and weaknesses and, and then like really creating something together um that maybe could have been a different scenario but that wasn't right well i mean also in tv they often say like give us a spec script so we can see that you understand who these characters are yeah, right are what the what, what the tone is all of those things so when you're applying for a job at a higher level you actually have to prove those things going in before you right. establish a relationship where you're going to be part of the writer's room and then you still have someone in that showrunner position who's going to be like you know, con continuing to bring you back to the show bible and continuing right. to bring you back to the the vision of the show so right. it sounds like you um had the showrunner as well as director, as well as. <laughs> right, I mean, it's tricky because I feel like I'm coming from a writer-director place where I don't really have, you know, I I don't, I haven't had to um, sort of like compromise, you know, like 
the vision and um i can't say that that really like worked well <laughs> the compromising thing i was like oh you know there's like when we were shooting i remember there was this one um one time we were there and we were like shooting the scene and kind of like everybody was like Ugh. and i was like i hate the scene i was like this is like the scene that i allowed you know or whatever that i was like uh, my scene and then like everybody was like yeah I'm not, you know i don't know it was like hard to just kind of like really um, whereas I think where it did work, you know, the occasions where it does work, is like where it's so integrated. You don't even remember who actually wrote it because it was right. like, yeah. So how so. did you conceive of it? Let's start with story ideas. Cause not just of Dyke Central, but you mm-hmm. also have done, you know, features and shorts. And so you could talk a little bit about how you come up with ideas. What, what gets, what's that seed that gets you started? Mm. I don't, I honestly don't know because sometimes it's just like, there's like floods of, um, ideas. Um, and currently the way it works is like, I'll just be walking around, you know, sometimes generally I've noticed that ideas come like when I'm in movement, you know, so if like I'm walking or I'm biking or, um, washing my hair, um, but then it's like generally the ideas like fit into a project that I'm working, you know, or like it'll be like a small thought or, or a scene. And then when it's like a concept for a new idea, like I just um, this is I've not, I haven't told this to anyone. Um, I've just been thinking about writing like a lesbian wedding movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Angie's writing a wedding movie, but it's not a lesbian. Um, it's not a lesbian well, um, well, I, I think I've just been like having like lesbian weddings, you know, been invited, you know, and, and then just like the whole, and I, I like the wedding genre. I think that's like fun, but at the same time, it's like, there's so much humor and like the lesbian world, um, <laughs> you know, so, but anyway, so I, I realized that there were like things that were coming that kind of like pertained to that wrong you know what I mean in terms of like just like relationship dynamics and then just like like couples interacting with each other and there were like specific like moments that I would be like oh that I want to remember like I want to use that and then it just do you do you carry a notebook with you when you see that moment that you want to capture yeah I, I admit that I have like like maybe seven notebooks, but yeah. I do have like a little one, you know, the little one goes in my bag. And then like, sometimes I'm supposed to transfer that to like a bigger one. And then there's like three big ones. So, you know, at one point when I sit down for like one script, then I like have all my notebooks and then like sort through them just to make sure that I have all of the pertaining right. notes. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fantastic. That's a- and so then what's your next step once you, once you commit to one of these ideas and move forward? Okay, so I think the next step for me is um, just figuring out who the main character is or main characters are, because I think that's kind of like somehow it becomes then once I start to f- like figure out who that is, then they develop sort of like inside of me. And it's like I'm walking around and I'm thinking about her, you know, or like them. Um, and um yeah, I think that's the next step. And then that can last a while because that's generally just 
you know, marinating and, mm-hmm. and like, it's like a little plant that just grows without really doing anything. Um, even when I'm like working on other things. Um, so that by the time I'm like, okay, I'm really ready to like write this now. I already really know the character really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And do you do any outlining? Do you outline or do you just sit um, there? I do. I mean, let's just, I have, yes, I do. I do outline out currently like the new script that I'm about to like flesh out. I did index cards for all the scenes, but I think it's my first time actually doing the index cards, even though before I was always like, oh yes, I'm going to do it or, (laughs) you know, um, in the past, I have outlined, um, well, and the, and that's because it's a feature, I think. So it's like so many right. scenes. For Dyke Central, which was like all the episodes, I think um, it was just easier. You know, it was just easier to figure out like, oh, just do an outline, like broken down in scenes, but um, just not as like meticulous as, um, as like outlining for a feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the most like helpful advice or instruction you've gotten when I mean, you went to film school and all of that around this process? Like, what do you draw on when you when you go into? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I mean, I'm one of those people that like I really hate screenwriting that stuff. Like, I hate it when they're like, "This is the way you're supposed to write," you know? Because um, I think that like most. Like most mainstream movies are really boring to me, you know, I'm like the completely predictable. I know what's going to happen. It's not really what I'm drawn to. So I feel like anybody who encourages you to like break the mold and, and just sort of like, um, write intuitively and, and also just like take risks. I think that that kind of stuff generally sticks to me and, and, and it's st- sticks for me and and I think it's hard when you like you know sometimes you just forget that it's okay to like not have a three-act structure or whatever you know what I mean or that it's so it's like you'll you get caught in the whole thing and then so like those reminders um are really nice and those reminders can come in the form of like watching movies that are not traditional you know like that are not Hollywood movies um yeah. And, and then, and also just kind of like the encouragement to, um, to, to just like write your story and that it's like somebody out there is going to want to hear it, you know, that kind of a thing I think is like the main thing. Cause I, I think my main struggle is with like lack of confidence. So that sort of reminder of, you know, like, who are you doing this for? And, you know, what kind of like stories would you, did, do you wish you had, scene when you were when you were like younger or coming up or growing up or whatever and um so that's that's kind of like very encouraging for me to think about that and I think those are things that people have said to me along the way Mm -hmm. yeah I love that um the stories that you wanted to see idea I think that that is something that also really drives me is looking at, at the things that you know that people just kind of gloss over Mm-hmm. In so many parts of life and, and pretend are not so actually like one of the things that it's interesting is that you have a role both as a, you know you've, you've mm-hmm. written you've directed and you've also produced and um i recently had a chance to work on a feature film and with um as second ac like wait you know not not i don't want to make it sound like i was doing something like important mm-hmm. but um 
And it was really sort of amazing to see like sort of how the producers interacted with story. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit because it's interesting as a, as a producer, do you feel like you maybe have more confidence when you're looking at a story someone else is bringing up and its importance and value than maybe as a writer and mm-hmm. that sort of thing? That's my question. Yeah, um, I think it's really, it's definitely been really different for me. I think um, when I produced things that weren't mine. It was, I only did it twice. Um, and it was like people that I knew really well. Um, but, um, yeah. And I liked their scripts, but because of like being really afraid of sort of being pushy, like Mm -hmm. as a director or whatever, you know, I was super, super, super hands off content wise. And I was just really focused on like facilitating, the logistical elements, you know? Um, and then because they were people who had considerable, considerably less experience directing, um, I think I would, yeah, I, I, in retrospect, I think I could have given more guidance, you know, um, if I weren't like so afraid of like stepping on people's toes. Um, and, um, but, but I have, I also, I, I think I give like a lot of guidance then in like post-production where it's like, okay, now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like such a delicate thing as when you're on set and like, you don't want to sort of, uh, disrupt like chemistry between director and actors, but it was kind of like, um, okay, like, I encourage you to like, when you're like looking at it, like try this or try that, you know, and, and um, yeah. And getting like really detailed notes. Yeah. <laughs> really detailed notes. It's interesting yeah. just because, um, you know, on a, on a short that we did, we got to work with Guinevere Turner and she sort of said this thing about how there's the film you write, there's the film you shoot, and then there's the film that you actually, you know, it's, she had actually a very pithy way of putting it and I'm kind of blithering off the end of her saying, but, um, sort of the film that you get. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And, um, and so post-production is like, you are rewriting that script every time and to a certain extent, I mean, like, have you, have you gotten better at being able to tell what, uh, what, how, what you've got on the page is going to actually translate in terms of filming it and what it's going to look like, you know, there's such sometimes a gap. (laughs) Yeah. I think definitely like that is like the one thing that you start to get more, you know, you get, definitely better at the more experience you have. And I feel like I'm really grateful for having done like Dyke Central and like all the episodes because definitely I got better as, as I got along at like, Oh, okay. And, and also, yeah. And then just that point when you're at the editing room, you're like, Oh shit, I should have gotten this or I should have gotten that. I think I got better at anticipating that and like communicating with my editor. I'm, I'm very close to my editor. Um, So we have like a very, like, I'm always checking in, you know, just like, Hey, I'm getting this and this and this for you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I'm getting all these things. And then I'm also getting the, because there's been times when I didn't. And then it's like, I've already sort of like experienced the, the downfalls of like not getting coverage or like not getting different angles or whatever, all of the things. So that now I know it's not something somebody has to tell me. I'm like, Oh, I remember, you know, what happened when I tried to do like that one shot you know that one shot take or like yeah, that one or, yep. <laughs> and then uh yeah and then like 
we're stuck with the scene that's like three minutes no matter what you do because like there's <laughs> nothing to go yeah so um and then the other thing i'll say is that i um now i just don't even look at the footage um until after jesse has had like uh, has like a rough assembly um because i feel like there's no point in me like getting attached to something that like might not work, you know, and mm. I trust that he knows like what, like, I think we, when you know your editor, well, like, you know, that you're on the same page about like what constitutes a good take and like what constitutes like a good performance or like what you're going for. Um, so if there's anything like specific that like, I think he might not understand that I really want, I'll send him a note, but I, for the, like, by and large, I I don't look at the footage until, like, I just, like, send it off and then I just wait. Yeah. So interesting compared to what it was like for you to try to co-write. Mm-hmm. That, you know, with that, all that struggle and whose skills set and when, who does what, when. And, and this editing relationship seems so organic. And, like, there's just this, mm-hmm. like, he does this and I don't even do that. And Yeah. I mean, and I think that's, like, yeah, organic is the right word because, like, I've known Jesse for, like, 14 years or something like that. And we like, you know, we came up together, like we developed our like film sensibilities together. We like went to so many films together. So it's like, there's a, and even like the things where we are very different, like he's kind of like has a more like symmetrical, like I wear really just kind of gravitate more toward towards like just a different aesthetic. Um, he understands what my aesthetic is, you know? And so, um, yeah. And, and then he also, he's included in the writing process. I always like, he's always a reader. Um, I really respect him as a, as a writer as well. Um, so when he, like the feedback that he gives on the scripts that he has like given over the years, it's just like, so, uh, in tune with like what the message is, what the point is, what like the heart of a character is, um, that I can like really trust that he gets what like the story is about and, um, without me having to like hover above him. But it did take like, I think a really long time to develop that, that relationship. Yeah. So I was just thinking about also sort of juggling multiple character lines when you're doing an episodic. And um, it was sort of funny. We were watching the uh, scene today before we came here. I was been watching it last night and this morning again. And um, and the scene where Molly is shaving her beard Mm-hmm. was strangely poignant, like more than I would have ex- sort of actually expected. And then, um, and so it made me sort of curious about what, what story parts felt critical to you and what, cause you know, there's humor, there's, you know, there's a definitely range of tones that are happening. Um, but what felt like most important to make this the project you wanted to spend this much time on? Um, well, th- that was the interesting thing about having like so many um, main characters was that I felt like you, I could explore several different things at the same time um, and like different dynamics. And um, that was exciting because I feel like I generally like one big main character, you know, and it's a very, um, you know, it's kind of like narrows things down and maybe you can go like deeper on the one thing but um yeah I I really liked that and so um 
Uh, it was definitely challenging. I mean, I had to really structure like my writing, especially in terms of like, okay, like this person's arc and like sort of like write it, write it out and like what breaks down, like what happens in which episode. So every person had like sort of like a column and like what are the, the main things? And of course the main characters had like more things going on and then this other there's like the the more secondary ones it's like okay what are like the big things for this character and then like some episodes they don't even come in you know um the interesting thing about the about doing it the way that i did which was like basically shooting well i mean i shot half of it and then the other half was that Mm -hmm. um there was some like shuffling of scenes sometimes from like one episode to the next you know where it's like oh this needs to happen and then you know, in the editing, like, oh, either both in the writing and in the editing, it was like, okay, I love this scene. I really want it to happen. Like, where does it fit? And it was just kind of like, let's put it here. And then it's like, oh, actually, like, you know, I remember there was like maybe two scenes that were moved around in different episodes. Um, And it was really like great to have the freedom to do that and um, not feel like you had to be like brutal and cut something off. just because it didn't like fit in that episode, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I totally went on a. No, no, it's great. You, yeah, you, no, you also, good. I know how you talked about you're getting feedback from your editor, and I know you have a process around getting feedback. Can you talk about that and also the, the timing and and how you take the comments and stuff? Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, that's. Um, I think one of the like positive. Or I, I don't know. I think that's like a thing that um, I'm really happy that came out of maybe like m- my lack of confidence or or whatnot um, because I think it's just really important and sometimes you can tell like sometimes I'll you know watch something that somebody made and I'm like didn't didn't this go through some eyes you know what I mean because it's like. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm like pretty like fastidious about that um, in every step of the way for both like writing and then like in, during the editing process. Um, I think that for each project, I kind of like start to collect. Like if I'm writing, I start to like draft a list of readers. Um, and um, and then when I feel like I'm getting close to it being done, I sort of like email everyone and I'm like, okay, like it's about to come. Like I expect it to like come on this date. I mean, you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I would love to have it back by this date because I generally have like a timeline for writing. Um, sometimes I fall off and I don't end up like it doesn't work out that way. But sometimes I think often it does. Um, yeah. And then send it to people. And generally it's like if I have a list of like 10 people, I'll probably – get feedback from like three or four and like, you know, like, right. Um, so I think it's important not to like, and, but you know, everyone's lives are like, I mean, and that's happened to me too. I've been like, Oh yeah, yeah. I could totally get feedback. And then like someone emails me something and then I'm just like, Oh yeah. yeah and completely forget until like a few months later when I'm like <laughs> sorting through all things, I'm like, Oh my God, I never did that. So I think it's good to have like a, a good, like a broad pool. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then definitely just like go through several drafts. And I think with some people, like you'll, you, I've realized, you know, like some some people have given me feedback once, and I'm like, okay, I don't think like it's gonna work for, you know what I mean? It's like they either they either just like don't really get what you're doing, or like, you know, the kind of feedback they give is just like not really useful. Um, but I think over again, like over the years, you know, you can sort of like narrow down the people who like give you like solid feedback and like really get like what you're trying to do and and know how to 
you know, point out like your areas for growth. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and with editing, how do you do it? You show people the footage and have them talk about it. Yeah. I mean, ideally, so Jesse, my editor lives in Massachusetts. Um, so it depends on if he is here, like he's come when we were editing, like I think only once or twice he was like over there and we were just doing everything far away. There is definitely a lot of feedback that happens. Um, with technology. Yes. <laughs> Um, you know, like there's these, you know, where it's like, you can like write your comments and there's like time, a time code stamp and whatever. Um, like so Framio is great for that. I don't know if you've seen Framio. Oh, Framio. Yeah. Um, Whipster. Okay. Yeah. Whipster is pretty great. Yeah. Um, and you know, whatever like works for Jesse, I do because like he's <laughs> the one that ultimately has to. So, uh, I like that stuff, but I do really love having like the whole like conversation thing. So, um, if possible, like getting people together and, um, who are like going to take notes and be serious and not like afraid to actually give criticism, you know, cause there's like the people who are just trying to be nice and that's not useful. Um, yeah. So if possible, you know, especially for like the parts that are like, not just like fine tuning stuff, but more like the bigger, you know, like if we have like big questions, um, sometimes, uh, yeah, like the last time when we finished like central, I think we showed like four episodes and we had like, you know, people here for a few hours. And then we were, um, after like they each went and read their notes, we like just sort of like asked them like further questions about some stuff. Um, do you have yeah. set questions that you, they're generally like, do you generally have like a series of the same kind of questions that you would ask, or is it unique for each project? I think it's very specific, you know, it's like, it's like has to do with like my questions, you know, or, or, um, like wondering if like, does this work or doesn't work? You know, it's definitely very specific. I wanted to ask you, I know that part of what you're doing is representing characters that you know in life, but that you haven't seen enough on the screen. And I'm wondering what kinds of um, challenges that might bring to you as a writer, because you're not replicating something you've necessarily seen a lot of, whether it's the rhythms of language or the kinds of stories you want to tell, you know, how, what you've done to support yourself as a writer to bring things to the screen you haven't seen before. What I've done to support myself as a writer to bring things to the She doesn't mean like what jobs have you had to hold in order to <laughs> keep going. But like, what's your process around like saying, you know, around like mining material that you aren't just like going back to, oh, I saw this the other day and it's like that or, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting because I think I do generally write from a really personal place. Um, and um, that's like another struggle, you know, where it's like I've come to accept it's like, okay, I'm just someone who writes from a really personal place and that's okay. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't have to write about like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you experience like other people's like different way of like doing art, you know, um, because that's just like what my, where it comes from for me. Um, so I think it's really about like, just sort of, um, I don't know. I think like one of like my main motivations. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah. This was something interesting that somebody suggested to me that I did um, a few months ago was to like write your own mission statement. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like for like whenever you're kind of like needing guidance or to like reground yourself, you know? So, so I was like, okay, let me write my mission. I actually would need to like look at it to remember what it was, but it was something to do with like, um, it was very compelling know. is what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. compelling. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wait, what was it? Um, <laughs> I want to hear it. That's so I know. awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's in, my, it's in my bag. It's in my notebook somewhere. One okay. of the notebooks. <laughs> One of the notebooks. Um, but, it, but it's um, about just, like, depicting, um, like, you know, underrepresented um, experiences. Um, and I think for me, it, I want to, like, expand the conversation around, like, and, and, the, and the imagery around what, like, being female is you know, and what, like, the female experience is, because I think, like, that is so narrow, you know, in in film and media. So I think that's kind of, like, what excites me, too, is just, like, you know, I'm surrounded by females, and <laughs> generally, and, um, yeah, and it's, like, I think, you know, there's just so much, like, quirkiness and, like, uh, complexity and, 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 you know... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like fall into like, yeah, there's like so many, so many like interesting things. So I think that just like realizing that, um, you know, even, even just like focusing on like one slice of that is is still expanding the conversation or like the imagery, you know what I mean? Um, around like what, um, what like a woman can be and, and back to what I was saying earlier, you know, that is something that for me, like as a child and as a teenager, it would have been like, oh, great. Yeah. Like I don't need to be this thing. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong or if there's nothing wrong with me, if I'm not that thing, you know, that like very narrow, like female, female, like experience, you know, there's like all of these other ways. And, and basically, you know, just like we can be, you know, we can be all these things. So anyway, um, so all that to say that, um, I think I write from, a lot of like my own personal experiences and then like maybe like I'll take like something that I is interesting to me um and expand it into like the story and the like like a character that is always just like a tiny little bit of me and then I develop like I spend time like masking that you know and like making her <laughs> something else it's like how could she be different from me how could she be different? yeah 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 I love that I, I yeah. wanted to also ask because you you mentioned um not feeling being self-confident in certain ways but you've done incredible things I mean you've mm-hmm. really gone after it and you've had you know a feature film screened it at many festivals, which takes a lot of putting yourself out there. I mean, I know for, for, for every success, there's more energy put out there, right? Than than oh, yeah. necessarily comes back to you. And then this, and then this very ambitious, uh, you know, series and 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 putting it out there and doing, you know, the kind of fundraising and all of that. And so, and you're and not it also screened at film festivals. Yes, and screening the yeah. And so, so, and you are certainly not the only person that I know. Um, even in this virtual room, who struggles with self-confidence, and 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 the people listening to us are writers, creators, filmmakers, story makers who who you know want to do this in the world. So it's how have you kind of done it anyway, or built your self-confidence, or what you know? Can you help people who are struggling with that? Um, 
I think it helps to um, sort of like surround yourself with people who um, really, really believe in what you're doing. And and I know that that sounds kind of like cliche, but for example, like I was, um, I had like a, a meetup with a, you know, creator friend and I was just telling her I was applying for like this grant with like my other project and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, and then there's this, this other film that I'm really like, you know, and it just like talking about it and she got really excited about it. She's like, oh, like, I really want to see more of that. You know, it's like a, it's um, a sort of like fictionalized memoir about, um, you know, like being a single queer um, mom, you know, and, um, and just like seeing her excitement, you know, and just like the way that she like ended up like, you know, relating it to, you know, something we were talking about, just like representation of like alternative families and da 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 just got me like, gave me that like external boost of confidence. You know what I mean? So I think just like definitely get it elsewhere. And like for Dyke Central, for sure, like a huge, huge, like, you know, the big engine of it was like the community support, you know, because like there were so many people that were so excited about it and um, that like then and would come up to me and were like, oh, my God, like, thank you so much, you know, da, da, da. and I think that's what I was like, oh, OK, well, sure, I'll keep on doing it. You know what I mean? If like if you want me to, then like I want to because I like doing it. You know what I mean? Um, so definitely like. Um, and, and I know that a lot of people aren't surrounded by supportive people like in the immediate, but I think like you can find them online, you know what I mean? Just like finding sort of like a support network um, for people who can actually like, you know, like really understand like your vision and, and want to see like you succeed and want to see like the stuff you're going to create. I think that's really important. That's probably like the main thing that has kept me moving forward. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. We're we're at that time where we do steal this segment where we take the idea from uh, T.S. Eliot, T.S. Eliot one yeah. of the people who said it, he probably stole it. Which is that uh, amateur. amateur poets borrow, professional poets steal. So mm-hmm. um, this week, Florencia, mm-hmm. what do you want to steal? Okay, so I was trying to think about this. Um, the one thing that, like, the one thing that really came to mind. Um, I mean, and this is so random, but. Um, I remember hearing Mira Nair um, in an interview saying that she that they had like yoga classes for the whole like cast and crew before like the shoot day started so that everybody was just kind of like to help people take care of themselves and also like just be grounded and like be in a healthy place before. And I always was just like, that's awesome. So I hope to one day be able to steal that. Um, Yeah. I love that. For your whole cast and crew? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Get really ground. Oh, Angie's going to start having some yoga plans. <laughs> oh, yes. We have, we have a lot. There, Sebastopol is kind of the capital of yoga teachers. So we have about five close friends who are yoga teachers. <laughs> She's like, aha. <laughs> oh, yes. So just thinking. How about you, Ange? Um, I, you know, I was actually thinking, what I very often do is steal something that our guests have said today, (laughs) (laughs) which makes it sound 
like I don't prepare, but I am actually just very spontaneous. And so um, one of the things that I liked that you were talking about today um, was about the, uh, you know, having your community and, and being somewhat intentional about that. And I think that I have some wonderful friends up here, but I don't think that I, I really have made the effort to reach out to people who are as excited about the kinds of things that I'm, I'm interested in and making and maintaining those connections. So, um, and I think a great way to start that, and I was going to ask you uh, this question, but after she says this, so I'll give it a foreshadowing which was supporting other people is a great way to make those connections. And so after she's done, no, you go ahead, just flow, flow. Okay. I'm and apparently I'm flowing now. Um, <laughs> you know, just how like, um, you know, like what you're up to, how people could help you support you, how we could support you and maybe offline. If there's something that I could do since I'm not a complete rando, um, that could be. <laughs> so, that was my question. Nice. Not a complete rando. I will remember that. Um, <laughs> um, Partial rando. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, ways that people could support. Yeah, the work you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ooh. Um, feel free to, to make like a PayPal transfer for sure. Mm -hmm. Like anybody out there. And you could tell them where to do that. Because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um definitely watching um Dyke Central is a is a form of support and and uh like really spreading the word. I would say a really good way to support like all, you know, indie female, queer, you know, of color artists, um, any, you know, is, um, is to like really spread the word. Cause I think a lot of us just can't afford to have like publicists and, and that kind of thing. Um, so just really like taking that time to like recommend like, Hey, like the album that your friend put out, just like buy it, even buy it as a gift for your friends, but like post it, like share it, you know? And, um, that kind of stuff is really invaluable because I think we all just have such few resources compared to like the big machine. Um, so yeah, so that, and also just asking for more indie content out of like the, you know, so it's like, I don't know how it works, but like, you know, at like bookstores, like requesting like the book by like the indie authors and like same thing, um, you know, and like Netflix, you know, you can like go and like try and request like the indie stuff and, you know, and just watch what like, con you know, consume, consume like the art created by indie artists. Cause I think it's like, sometimes it could be like a slight, I don't know. It's like easier to watch like the, you know, the shiny stuff that gets like promoted so heavily and whatever. Um, so I think that's, yeah, that, that is a, a huge, a huge way to sort of like help. Well, also, I was just going to say, like when you were talking about maybe it, sometimes it feels easier to consume. And I was at the Sebastopol film festival up here a couple years ago. It's like, yeah, there's a little film festival up here, a documentary film festival. And I was at this panel and they were talking about brockumentaries, which are, documentaries about things that are good for you and like broccoli but very often um you know i think the truth is we enjoy much more the things that are actually a real representation of our own experience or of um 
you know, so it is in some ways easier to say like, oh, let's watch, you know, Iron Man or something. But then, you know, it's it's not just good for you in the, you know, that way, but it's it's really consuming things that are relevant to it's you. pleasurable i mean that's we often you know we have our little rialto theater here and so we'll be like on a little afternoon date and you know okay do we want to see the big thing and we like a variety of stuff but then it's like you know there and there is that kind of like pulse like this is easy and i'm checking out because like i, yeah. I have babysitter and blah, blah, blah. and then but then when we go to the indie film option it's like it always is like so wonderful Mm -hmm. it's like reading the classic books that you're like supposed to read and you think these are going to be so boring because you're supposed to read them and then it turns out like actually they were serious like dickens wrote serials that had to like keep you gripped from week to week you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) what are you stealing okay well okay um <laughs> well you know i loved what you talked about about kind of um i don't remember the language used but about kind of getting permission you know that people encourage you to to get your your stories out there and it's okay to be personal and i feel like there have been key moments in my life um where i've seen people do something and thought oh you know oh i can do that i didn't know i could do that right and um and you know, and whether it's like watching Dyke Central and be like, oh, like these are people I know who are, you know, are like they're familiar to me and they're now they're like characters. And, it's, you know, and that is just so pleasurable or or even just like on a kind of other part of the continuum, like um, I just finished reading Purity by Jonathan Franzen. And he just like has this part where he's kind of talking about what the character thinks. And even there, I was just like, oh, I can just have my character kind of realize something in a more overt way that I maybe would let myself, you know, and it's just, anyway, there's a whole range of those things, but so I would, I'd like to actually steal the sense of permission that people feel when they do original work to like go beyond what, what we've seen on screen or on the page and into like what we've seen ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Can you tell people how to find you and how to find like central and how to, you know, and we will also put this money. in the, yes, but we'll also put all this in the, um, in the show, show notes. So, okay. Awesome. Um, so dykecentral.com to find Dyke Central and they could like click there to watch it. And then I'm currently updating my website like this week. <laughs> so minafilms.com, um, M Y N A H films.com. Um, but yeah, I'm also, you know, trackable through Dyke Central. Do you do like Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff? Um, Facebook, I do it like more personally. Um, and I do an Instagram also more personally. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Dyke has its own Facebook page, you know, and the whole thing. Um, but for me as a, it's interesting cause I'm like, like figuring out like, who am I outside of Dyke Central, you know, um, because I've been working on it so long. So, but yeah, so. Well, we're really excited about your next project too. I know. So can we have you on when next, you know, that project is about to leap into the air? Totally. Yeah. That would be awesome. Hopefully it'll be, you know, not too far from now, but we'll see. (laughs) In a world not too far from here. Right. Yeah. And I'm Thank sure you'll so both much. be getting lots of emails. You're like, could you please read the script? Or- I'm so excited. I was like, have we dropped out of like her circle? No, no. But maybe you haven't been writing as much. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure. My pleasure.